You stupid bitch. Yeah, you're a stupid bitch. You stupid bitch. Welcome to this week's episode of Stupid Bitches Say What, the Aussie podcast about everything and nothing but always with wine and your hosts, Sean Hipkins and Sky Lee Collett. This week, it's pop culture and we're going all glitz glam and boofcake this week as we cover the lives of the golden age of Hollywood sensations. Listen in while Sky proves that blondes do have more fun and covers the life and I'm sure suspicious death of the voluptuous bombshell Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. While I cover the rise and fall of the silver screen heartthrob and hunk Rock Hudson, a closeted sensation who was one of the first mainstream icons to admit to having AIDS. What are you drinking, Sky? Well, as per usual most weeks, I'm drinking a cheeky little salve. Oh. Um, it's from Naked, of course. It's called Feet on the Ground. I think I may have drunk a Pinot of this, but I will, I commit to you that I will have um, the wines catalogued by the end of this season. I swear it to you. <laughs> There'll be a few double ups, I'm sure. I've, I've got like... I've got so many episodes to catalogue. <laughs> and when we find out any that we have doubled up on, we'll announce that because that's obviously one we really like. <laughs> so it can be, this is a yes. good one, guys. And look, I've drunk it before. I've drunk it many in the range. It's a lovely drop. Um, it is from Victoria. It's a 2022. Oh. Um, so, you know, last year's vintage. Mm. Still but, vintage. Mm, mm. It's lovely. What are you drinking, Shorbino Hipkins? So I am drinking, it's called Motley Crew. And it's a Cardinet, you shunt. But it's um it's come in one of my good pair days deliveries. May I ask why are you drinking a shunt? Uh, a Cardinet. A Cardinet, you pack a shunts. <laughs> you pack a shunts. <laughs> uh, because it came in the delivery. And I thought, well, look, I've got to get through it. It is a 2019 vintage from Kings Valley. Oh, it's a little bit aged. It's it a is a little aged bit fancy. It, it was last decade, if you will. But we don't normally drink Chardonnays or Cardonnays. I, I don't really do deal with Cardonnays either. It may have been one that slipped through in the, hey, your wines are coming, because I get a oh. red, a white, a rosé and a bubbles. I just noticed we're drinking the same glasses. Well, I've changed for this for this episode <laughs> from the champagne float. Cheers. So have a sip and tell us how it is because Cardinets are always <sighs> for me. Yeah, it's a bit. <sighs> it's all right. I think maybe Sarah Jessica Parker's Prosecco has um, numbed the palate a little bit. It's just, just it's tastes okay. like wood, doesn't it? It just tastes like you're drinking it's something with wood in it. Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. usually a Cardinet fan, but I did want to get it get it down and dusted. Mm, so why mm. not during a podcast? Spice things up a bit. I hear that. I hear that. I hear you and I see you and your <laughs> feelings are valid. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're not drunk as you say that because you drunk SJPs in the yeah, last episode. Exactly. <laughs> and I would be in a bit more I see. I know. <laughs> I like it better when you're drunk on the reds, I must admit. Well, 
I think last week was when I went rosé and white and I fuck me, I was trashed. Oh, that's right. You were too because you don't normally drink them. You're mm. normally drinking the reds and you were outside of your, your normal podcast comfort zone. Exactly. And you're used to the reds and then you were just drinking some cheeky whites. Boy, oh boy, um, trying to get an hour and 50 an hour and 50 minute recording down to the hour and 15 limit that we have when we're drunk bantering. I tell you what, that was, um, that was an experience. Our <laughs> so uh, listeners, sh- I'll have you know, we did keep drinking after the podcast wrapped. Yes, um, <laughs> for another two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and talking, of that's course. That's right, that's right. That's and right. listening to music videos, hashtag yes. Bjerk. Um, uh, he actually dominates the music videos. Every time I say, can we put this on next? He's like, hang on, just let me, let me just show you this one more, this one more. I am not a control freak. It's like I get one video and he gets five. I am a control freak. <laughs> oh, yeah, what? Who said that? <gasps> how dare they? I don't believe anybody's ever daring. said that about you. So how's your week been, you stupid bitch? Mm. Look, it's been great. Um, Busy as always, you know, all my commitments that I have Mm. and how crazy Mm. my weeks tend to be. Mm. Um, I want to talk about two things. First of all, I want to do a shout out to Belinda Bursard. Mm. Um, Well, it's really really an uh, apology more than anything because um, after, I think, I can't remember when it was. No, it was after our... um, movie premiere for the cast and crew crew, I I woke up on a Sunday morning and came outside and I had been drinking out of the stupid bitch to say what glass and it was on the counter smashed (sighs) and it was sort of like it was in the wash up pile ready to be washed up from like the previous night so I don't know if maybe the cat jumped up and smashed it or you know how sometimes wine glasses just crack for no reason they're very fragile but it's smashed and I had to chuck it in the bin but I peeled the label off and put it on the fridge oh that's cool um so BB if you're listening I'd love a new wine glass thanks (laughs) so I thought I'd just mention that but the other thing I want to mention is Valentine's Day what did you do for Valentine's Day before I start to talk about my Valentine's your V-Day. So we actually don't um, really celebrate Valentine's Day. And just to uh, a little disclosure, we do know that this episode is going to be playing on the 14th of March, so a month afterwards, but we record <laughs> pre due to the curse of season four. We've learned to back, I mean, to get a few fucking back catalogue. No, anyway, all our loyal listeners should be re-listening to all our backlog catalogue anyway, so be used to hearing things that happened a long, long time a ago. A while ago. So, um, yeah, like we've got our wedding anniversary, our day I met you-versary, our birthdays, stuff like that. So Valentine's Day, we used to celebrate it, but we don't really now. I did um, cook Vinny a homemade chicken schnitzel. Ooh. Vinny did prepare his famous chips, hot chips to go with said schnitzels. <laughs> and as we sat down to eat, I took a sip of my wine. I lent in to give him a kiss and I whispered, happy birthday, baby. And <laughs> realised straight afterwards, it was not in fact his birthday. Are you it getting was, Alzheimer's? Is that what's happening? It was Are you Valentine's losing Day. your mind? I, I, I got confused and distracted from the schnitzel and chips in front of me. His birthday's <laughs> in September. His birthday's in October. Oh, October. 
That's right at the beginning of October, and I always know in September, I'm it like, is. when's the fuck is Vinny's birthday again? What are we doing for it? <laughs> Have we locked in a date? <laughs> Have I double booked? Now you tell me, what did you do? I know that Ooh. you went out somewhere. So we did. So I don't know if you recall, but I believe that Tyler reached out to you boys for some suggestions because he wanted to take me somewhere super special. Um, so he did disclose what was going to happen on, on Valentine's Day, um, which would have been lovely, but it was a Tuesday night, right? Yes. So That's um, what I thought. The photo didn't look like the recommendation we no. provided and which he said, cool, I'll book. That's what I was so, like, where did you go? He was just about to book and then he said, look, I'm going to tell you where we're going because, um, you know, talking about control freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise Talk me, but tell me what it is first. <laughs> talking about people who like to have the last word on things. <laughs> um, two peas in a pod plus. Two peas in uh, a proverbial so pod. So he floated the idea with me and for the Valentine's Day dinner at um, Don Chang's, wonderful recommendation, mind you. It is a nice um, restaurant, but it is a long way to go after a work day coming from that direction to then go back into that direction for $160 a head oh wow what did yeah. it come with wine or something or... oh I think it did have a wine for each thing but you know it'd just be a glass it wouldn't be a bottle yeah. or anything it's not um, what we would want yeah so it was lovely the, the gesture was lovely but I said baby that's like you know that's like $320 yeah. before we even pay for Ubers and then one of us has to yes. drive we're gonna have to pay for Ubers on top and I was like and it's a Tuesday night. Like we can't, if it was a weekend, sure. Yeah. So I said, let's just go somewhere local. And he was like, yep, yep, yep. Leave it to me. Anyway, so he called um, and made a booking at the local Thai, which is at Wellington Point, which is not far. Oh, nice. Easy for us to come home from work, get in the cab. So I said, yep. great, great. Left work at a reasonable time. Um, we, I said, let's go to the Wellington Point Hotel or pub, whatever you want to call it, um, for a couple of pre-drinks. It was great. We were having a lovely time. We had a couple of wines, had a few vapes at the oh, front. Nice. It, it had been raining, remember? Yes. Um, so it was quite lovely. It was quite cool, you know, people watching and stuff. And then so we cruised on down to the Thai, just the old Wellington Point Thai. It's been oh. there for a while. And we rock up and um, I said, oh, we've got a reservation. And we sit down and I see these A4 pieces of paper on there. Um, and I picked it up and it's like the $90 set buffet for the evening for valentine's for valentine's yeah. day and i walked up to the the woman and i said oh look um i can see you having a buffet tonight i said my husband made a reservation today i said we can still order a la carte right because you know i don't eat a yeah. lot either yeah um and i was like we can still order, order off the menu she's like oh no absolutely not and i said well my when my husband rang up you didn't <laughs> tell him that it was a 90 dollars ba banquet yeah. and she said oh well i just would have assumed he would have went on to the internet um and checked that out first and i said no you don't know my husband yeah um that's when you got to when you I hate those altercations too where you speak and they just sort of shoot you down the customer service is not on point and your blood boils and you just try to keep it together oh like, i didn't no, care no 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 I didn't care. I just said, oh, well, we're just leaving our reservation then. Like, we didn't have to pay a deposit or anything. And I said to her, I said, if we can't order a la carte, you didn't tell us it was a $90 a head buffet, like, I mean, um, sit down. Yeah. Buffet, not buffet. What is it? What's the word? Banquet. Yeah. I said, you didn't tell Set him. Menu. Um, because he would have rang me straight away and said, baby, it's $90. Are you sure about this? And I said, we're not going to eat $160 worth of food. 
um, if we can't order off the menu, then we're not, we're leaving. And she was like, oh, you can't order off the menu. I was like, okay. And we were the 7.30 session too, so it was later in the evening. So right. there's no one who's just going to randomly walk upon At and just take, yeah. take our, our seat. Um, and I was just like, no, fuck that. And this didn't come with wine. It didn't come with any alcohol. It was $90 a head and willing Jesus. to point. I said, yeah. give the table to someone else. And she's like, mm. and I was like, bye. For that reason, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but we ended up having this beautiful meal at the pub anyway. And so it was totally fine. Oh, nice. Good. But yeah, it was like, Tom was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, babe, who cares? It's Valentine's Day. Get over it. <laughs> oh, that's. I'm out of kidding. <laughs> We had a lovely Valentine's Day. We had a lovely Valentine's Day. It was beautiful. And then we came home and drank some more wine in bed, watched um, The Last of Us, the new episode. Oh, very good. Yes. So we're up to season four of Yellowstone now. But the end of season three is where the people who want to put in the airport and whatnot basically um, just shoot John Dutton on the side of the road while he's helping a woman with her car and she gets shot as she's running off. Yeah. Jamie, they come into Jamie's office, not Jamie, um, Casey's, and come in guns. He flips the table, he's behind a thing. Yes, Rip goes, yes. Rip calls Jamie and says to him, I've been trying to call John, Beth and Casey. None of them are answering me. None are answering the calls. I, we need to figure out what the fuck's going on. And Jamie says, you can't call me anymore. Mm. And, and what then, happens to Beth at the end of that one? The building blows up like it's a bomb in the box, and that's all we've seen. Oh, I thought that was the one where they shoot her PA. No, that's the one where she they beat the shit out of her and throw her through the glass. And Yes, and then Rip comes in and saves the day, even though he's been shot in that yes. episode. Well, he's he gets, got bullets. He in comes his running life. in and they shoot him and he's, like, still going for him. And um, you still and, don't love you still don't love Rip after that. Uh, I, look, I, I don't hate Rip. He just scares me. He's just got freaky eyes. Um, and Jimmy <gasps> got on the horse again, and then the horse bucked him off, and that's mm-hmm. it. He's laying on the mm-hmm. ground mm-hmm. after he got bucked mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what's happened. Well, I don't know what's happened then. But Vinny hasn't started season five yet. He's waiting for us to for you to catch up. Yeah, nice. so we're doing season four. Then we'll start season five. Then we'll watch the prequels. <laughs> But, yeah. I, but the thing is, so I've said to Vinny, after Yellowstone, we're doing The Last of Us, so we'll probably do that and then go back and watch the prequels for Yellowstone. The Last of Us is brutal. It's full brutal. Um, I'm looking forward to it. To the point where it's it's very much, um, uh, what's the other zombie one? Walking Dead. It's very much Walking Dead, except the zombie. You go into I think it I've said not knowing this before. Who's gonna, yeah, they yeah. spit. So you don't know who's going to survive an episode. That Pretty much. used to give me anxiety watching Walking Dead and Game well, of Thrones. The most, so we haven't watched the most recent episode of The Last of Us because I think another one came out this week and we haven't got to it because I've seen some stuff online. But the one that we watched the other night, I was sitting there going, I've got full anxiety. Like, I don't think I can watch this. I don't know wow. if I can keep going oh, anymore, good. Tyler. I love that. Hopefully, by the t- well, it should be by the time we're ready for it, the whole season will be out. So mm. that'll be good. Mm. Anywho, where were we? <laughs> my week. <laughs> so my week, I have a couple of things. We'll do a little survivor run through, Australian survivor. But before that, um, have you seen any of the trailers or promotions for the new Winnie the Pooh movie that's coming out called Blood and Honey? 
So what I'm I, not into it. Oh, I, I was like, it's too I, horror for me. It's of, horror. Of course, I'm intrigued, and it is complete horror. So I saw a trailer about it. So Christopher Robin goes back to his thing where he was playing in a hundred acre forest or whatever it is, a hundred acre wood. And he's like showing his girlfriend, this is a trailer. Like, this is where, no, they're here. Like Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore and Piglet. They they aren't able to feature um, Tigger in it yet because something happened where the books got released to public domain. And this is about, you know, similar to the thing, I guess, what we were talking about with Pamela Anderson last Mm. time um <laughs> when the book the books that have been hasn't released, come out yet <laughs> no the books that get um released into public domain then anyone can have a go at making their own spin on versions yes but the book that tigger featured in won't become public domain until 2024 but they've already got lined up a sequel for blood and honey so they're thinking Tigger will make his appearance in that. But anyway, Christopher Robin's walking through the forest trying to show his girlfriend to introduce her to Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore. And you see this sign that says Eeyore R.I.P. So Eeyore's dead. And um, But Piglet and Pooh have gone feral. I love being... Eeyore. He's my favourite. Oh, hello. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Winnie the Pooh and Piglet have gone feral once Christopher Robin abandoned them as kids. And now they're just fucking like murderous fucking beings. And Piglet has tusks and shit like that. So it's like, it's basically like a horror movie where, where people are wearing these masks, but they're meant to be Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. So I cannot wait to watch that, but it is going to be horrific. I won't watch that with you. Don't It'll be try to make me. Thing. Um, the other thing was I was going to touch on our YouTube commenter. So oh, yeah. when we've released our videos to YouTube, we don't really do too much promotion, but we're getting some views. Like our um, massive Hat views, Pin, Hat Pin and Stratfield Massacre, that's um, exploded on YouTube, which is great. But also our Ned Kelly and was it the Gold Rush? Mm-hmm. Um, that attracted some attention from one particular viewer who just ripped us to shreds on our facts on Ned Kelly. Um, look, we, we use Wikipedia. <laughs> we use other avenues for the shit where we get our information on the internet. Yada, yada. And listen, if you're watching this video, I don't think you're a loyal follower. I think you just went in for the Ned Kelly. But if you're listening to this, we totally appreciate your feedback and engagement, but chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and tell your friends, if you hate it that much, tell your friends and hopefully they'll listen to it and we'll get yeah, more exactly. views. Get an argument going. <laughs> yeah, okay, so now let's get on to um, Survivor Australia. So you're up to date. How good yes. is this season? Yes. I'm so glad you got voted out. <clears throat> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, look, I think I'm on the chopping block next. So who are you? Matt, the body, the lifeguard that's on your tribe. That was on oh, your tribe. Oh, I don't want to go I'm, I think he's so gonna go. I'm going the same way that I went last season where I'm just sick of the people who are left and I don't even care who wins anymore because I just actually don't really like them all um, oh, see, I love Shawnee I love George ugh. I love Liz um, I'm really liking Jerry Tyler's guy Jerry's not going to make it the distance so that's the only mm. one left for us so Link's gone I'm gone Jerry's Vinny, left Vinny's um, David I'm Matt the bodyguard which one's David? He's the football player. The old, he's on oh, the Oh, I can't tribe. stand that. Oh, no, no, sorry. I like Sean. David. What's the one with the curly hair? Sean. Mm -mm. No, Sean's got... Oh, so Megan Gale's husband, the big tall Sean. guy. Can't yeah. stand him. Hate his guts. 
Yeah. He's a bit like, I just hate the boys club. I want the boys club oh. to get ripped apart. How and George is the one to do it. George how could the producers the to do it. allow it to be that stacked on that side? That is wrong. In the tribe shuffle. Yeah, that's so it's just wrong. It's the randomness of the tribe mm, shuffle. Bullshit. Well, they picked the thing off the plate. They mm. chose what they wanted. Yeah, I don't like it. But I loved um, it when you got voted out. I hated that bitch, especially in that episode where she was like, nah, I'm going to do this. And you don't put stuff there. Listen, Stephen, this is how we work yeah, around this, this is, camp. And I'll Fuck tell off. you if you're not pulling away. What about when she said that Shani dropped the box? Mm. <laughs> I know. You dumb bitch. There was no way that Shani dropped that box. I'm telling you right now. I, felt so, I did feel sorry for Shani. And Ben was a dickhead. Mm, in that ben thing. was horrid. I, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he got kept Jerry in, and was able to turn it on to sh- to someone else. It sucked. That it was Shani, but when he went to like the fact that he's trying to still be in the hero's pocket, when he was like, you know, now this is what we have to do. Tell Jerry that we've got to get him good with the heroes. It's like, dude, you're the first one gone. As soon as it's all, it's all you. And Side this is what George. the downfall is to a lot of them, unless they're really calculated. It's like, don't play big too soon, man. Just chill. Just drop yeah. into the back. Just be the person that no one votes for. That's just what do, Haley's doing. Do everything at camp. Like, just be chill. Just go with the flow. Like, don't make any big moves early because that's when you get fucked up. That's when you become a target, yeah. Absolutely. And you get blindsided. And she got fucking blindsided. <laughs> of course you did. All right. Let's get into our, um, our topics, please. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to preface it by saying that I haven't heavily researched this one. So I'm quite disgusted by my lack of research. So I apologize to people who are expecting something really amazing in advance, advance. but okay, let's start. Hmm. Well, first of all, I wanted to say, have you ever seen any of her movies? Do you know what? I have not. Nor have I. As much of an icon as she is and amazing and everyone thinks she's amazing, I've never seen a single film that she's ever been in. Um, Shelley loves her, so I think Shelley's seen a few of them. Really? Shelley's going to kill us. She's going to kill us for doing her and not knowing any of her movies, isn't she? She'll give us the same feedback that guy did on Ned Kelly. (laughs) One. (laughs) She's going to roast us hard. Okay, so Marilyn Monroe... Obviously born Norma Jean Mortensen, June 1st, 1926. (laughs) Um, Was an American actress, model and singer, famous for playing the comic blonde bombshell characters. She became one of the most popular sex symbols of the 1950s and early 1960s, as well as an emblem of the era's sexual revolution. She was a top-billed actress for a decade and her films grossed $200 million, equivalent to $2 wow, billion in 2021. Jesus. I know. By the time of her death in 1962. Long after her death, Monroe remains a major icon of pop culture um, and in 1999 the American Film Institute ranked her sixth on their list of the greatest female screen legends from the golden age of Hollywood. Born and raised in Los Angeles, Monroe spent most of her time in a total of 12 foster homes and an oh, orphanage. Did you not know this about her? I didn't know she had a foster home, no, an orphanage, yeah. 12 foster homes yeah, and yeah. an orphanage before marrying James Doherty at age 16. 
She was working in a factory during World War II when she met a photographer from the first motion picture unit and began a successful pin-up modelling career, which led to short-lived film contracts with 20th Century Fox and Columbia Pictures. After a series of minor film roles, she signed a new contract with Fox in late 1950. Over the nine... Over the next two years, she became a popular actress with roles in several comedies, including As Young As You Feel, Monkey Business, and in the dramas Clash By Night and Don't Bother To Knock. Munro faced a scandal when it was revealed that she had posed for nude photographs prior to becoming a star, but the story, story did not damage her career and instead resulted in increased interest in her films because she was fucking gorgeous. Stunning. Um, so one thing that I want to mention um, that I so I did actually read a whole bunch of stuff about her the other night, and I was just like in this crazy Marilyn Monroe hole. Um, but the thing that I love the most is so Joe DiMaggio, the baseball yes. player. Yes, I was just reading um, stuff about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, she married him. I think it was her second marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so he sent flowers to her grave for twenty years six fresh roses to her grave three times a week until the day he died three times a week three times a week because she made him promise so they had a very tumultuous relationship he was very um possessive of her and he was an Um, alco wasn't he yeah and because she was so beautiful and he was not okay with some of the scenes that she did in some of her movies and in the end she ditched him um but before she died, they became really close again. Um, and she, to the point where he was convinced that they were going to get married. Yeah, again. Um, again. And then when he died, she died, he was completely inconsolable mm. um, and never really got over it. And he um, tried to um, save her as well, basically, by getting her away from people that weren't a good influence, such as yes. Kennedy's. Yes, such as the Kennedys. Um, So when she was two weeks old, her mother Gladys dropped her off at a foster home in Hawthorne in California. How old? Two months. Two weeks old. Oh, my God. So I don't know if you've heard about the movie Blonde or you've seen anything about it. It's been on Netflix just recently. Yes, yeah. So I read the book years and years ago and I couldn't finish it. So Joyce Carol Oates is this literary professor. I don't even know if she's still alive actually. Um, But she was quite older when she released some of her fiction and um, I remember reading it because I was obsessed with Marilyn Monroe and I wanted to hear the story but it was a very long-winded book and I remember not finishing it. But it centred a lot on Marilyn Monroe's mother's health, um, mental health in the beginning and what the, the turmoil that she went through as a child and her sense of identity was lost and all sorts of things. So she never really, she never knew who her dad was. Um, her mother insisted that it was a co-worker from the Consolidated Studios. So her mum worked in pictures as well, like in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, and it was eventually confirmed through DNA testing in 2022 that the, the person that she insisted was the father was actually the father. Oh, wow. um, although Gladys took Marilyn to the foster home because she didn't think she could care for her, she was determined to be part of her daughter's life because um, her two children from a previous relationship had been taken from her right. by the courts. Um, so she she visited she the foster home. She thought she was home, doing the right thing. I think so, yeah. yeah. And she had, like, major um, mental health issues for that time like heavily medicated in and out of institutions um and and you know 
like even now they don't know a lot about mental health in terms of how to help people mm. in the right ways. Could you imagine what it was like back, back then. then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people were getting fucking put into mental homes for being mm. highly sexed, mm. lesbian, gay, kleptomaniacs, you know, like they were really putting anyone in there and just the conditions would have been horrific. Great. Yeah. And you could imagine someone who feels that outsted by society already because they can't really comprehend or you know fit in or they have different thoughts and stuff like that how difficult mm. it would be for them to live any type of normal life or have children in any yeah. way or bring them up in the right way so she always visited her um and she was eventually granted permission to have sleepovers she stole her a couple of times oh, um and then that resulted so Marilyn was in a reasonably stable foster home, but her mum's erratic behaviour, coming in, stealing her and stuff like that, meant that she ended up more and more in the system um, and living with relatives and bounced around and things like that. Um, so that's, I guess, part of her persona and her lack of identity as a person because of all that yeah. change that she had. So I'm going to talk about Joe DiMaggio again. They had yep. a tumultuous on and off relationship that lasted until her death. They they met in 1952 and she died 10 years later. Um, they met right as his baseball career was coming to an end. He was so infatuated with her. Um, some said he wanted her to quit being a movie star so he could she could stay home and be a wife and mother. Um, the pair eloped in 1954 and formed an agreement that he had to approve of her roles um, and he wanted her to stop the stereotype of, of being a dumb blonde, yeah. um, which was her bread and butter, I guess, mm, it's back like in the time. Yeah, it or wasn't. Or a um, legally blonde type thing. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily a derogatory thing to think of women in that sense in that time. Like now we think it's disgraceful and I totally agree that it is, but the fact that it got her movie roles because she played it up and, you know, was beautiful and she was dumb and she didn't have any intelligence, which she did. She massively yeah. did. But that's what got her the film roles and of he course. hated that. So that was, you know, the downfall of their relationship was that he was so possessive. He wanted something specific for her. And I do believe that, you know, he actually had a vision for her as well that meant that, he wanted her to be successful but be true to herself. But that she was typecast in that way that she had to play into that. Yeah. And that was where her success came from. Something. And when, when she died in 1962, he claimed her body, planned her funeral and did everything. Bless. Like 10 so years later. loved her, yeah. Oh, like super loved her. Speaking of the Kennedys, Marilyn certainly had a complicated history when it comes to the family and was rumoured to have had, had affairs with both president john f kennedy and his brother bobby and they do there's lots of speculation about bobby being the downfall of it all really oh really um so it was pretty clear that marilyn had had sexual relationships with both bobby and jack this is something from a biog biographer that was told to people um they said that Marilyn JFK met in 1954 and engaged in an affair at some point between then and 1962. John, pa John passed Marilyn off to his brother Bobby at some point. That's disgusting that he passes um, her off like an object. Yeah. And apparently Bobby Kennedy can be heard yelling on tapes from the night of Marilyn's death. Despite these claims, the true 
extent of Marilyn's relationship with the Kennedys will never be known because they just like decline, you know, deny, deny, deny. Um, so according to one of the biographers who was Marilyn's personal masseur, she slept with J.F. Kennedy once at Bing Crosby's house in March 1962. Marilyn, this is him quoting what he believes about the situation. Marilyn gave me the impression that it was not a major event for either of them. It happened once that weekend and that was that. Some believe that Marilyn's involvement with the Kennedys led to her death. Joe DiMaggio was vocal about this belief. In a 2017 biography, DiMaggio was quoted as saying, the whole lot of Kennedys were lady killers and they always got away with it. They'll get away with it 100 years from now. I actually really love that because I think it's it's like a representation of politics sometimes yeah. how people get away with things and no one ever pulls them up and people turn a blind eye. Um, Can I say something really quickly that you're saying that? There was a um, thing I saw on Instagram or Facebook and it was a video and there was this guy, it looked like he was talking in a court, but he's talking somewhere, he's behind a podium. And he goes, is this either the National Basketball Association or the National Rugby League of, or Football League of America, the NFA or the NBA? And he starts listing all these crimes, like 50 of them are currently on trial for abuse to women or six of, six of them are bankrupt um, or can't get a loan for, or a credit card loan because of their financial status. It goes through so many are on battery charges, so many are on fraud charges, yada, 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 yada. Lists all these crimes and numbers against them in all. And he goes, now, put your hand up if you think that's the NBA. Some people put their hand up. Put your hand up if you think it's the NFA. The others put their hand up. And he goes, well, I'm telling you, it's none of them. That's all about the 466 members of Congress currently <laughs> in the United States. Yeah, I was, was totally wondering where you were going with that because I was thinking you know nothing about basketball and you know nothing about football. Yeah. <laughs> he, Why are you he, quoting these statistics? And then he puts it into it's actually the sitting members of Congress. I don't even know if it's 466, but it's 400 and something. But the list of crimes totaled to about a quarter of the total number. So in early 1962, she was preparing, Marilyn was preparing to move into a new home in Los Angeles, um, according to like another book. So again, this is all alleged stuff, you know, people all have their take on things. And this is the thing that's why they can never pinpoint the whole JFK and Marilyn thing, because she died, right? You yeah. know, and they deny, 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 deny. So it's really based on what other people say. But um so she was prepared, prepared to remove it. My house, your house. She was preparing to move into this house. Um, and house. A, a real estate <laughs> agent who was an acquaintance of Marilyn got a phone call asking him to get Marilyn away from the house. He says they wanted her place empty so that they could install bugging equipment. I told them I wouldn't do it. I didn't warn Marilyn. I figured she worried about things enough anyway. If they wanted to bug the house, they would find a way. Yeah. And there's lots of stuff that talks about the fact that they knew things that were going on. Like, you know, everyone knew what was happening and how could people know that, you know, um, Apparently the, the Kennedy family was behind the bugging because they were worried details about Marilyn's alleged relationships with both JFK and Robert Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, would ruin the family's political dynasty. Yeah. Um, a couple 
renovating the house in the 70s found the phone tapping system installed throughout the house. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, she um, she had a history of mental health problems. The reason that she died was she overdosed on barbiturates. Um, that was prescribed. Again, alleged. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of people who believe that she was murdered. I don't know what really happened and no one will ever know what happened. Um, I feel like she did live a very, you know, tortured life. Yeah. She had a tortured upbringing. She, men desperately wanted her but... You know, there was a certain way about her that they also couldn't deal with because she was quite true to herself. And in the end... She was a strong, confident woman. But, and she was beautiful and they yeah. just wanted to possess her. Yeah. Um, and in and those they, days as well. It yeah. was about possessing. It was about yeah. no man can, no other man can have you, but she was a screen siren and every yeah. man wanted a piece of her. And I think that that killed them. They mm. couldn't really deal with it. So, you know, they just went out of their way to try to deny who she was or make her feel she was a little bit nuts and she already had lots of issues or at least she thought she had lots of issues and she was medicated for them for a long time um but that got increasingly worse towards her death yeah um there was something about her i remember seeing a special about the conspiracy about her murder or suicide Mm. and there was something there was like a broken piece of glass and they made it look like the glass had come like fallen from a hat stand or something like that had broken the window but the glass appeared on the inside of the house not the outside so it looked like someone actually busted in Mm. through the window well it's also back in those days where money could have covered up anything yeah and especially if you're an american president or any country leader do you know who's buried next to her no i do not hugh hefner Oh. So he exploited her for monetary gain. Mm. He used pictures that he had found of her um, and had made publications and put her on one of his Playboy magazines in one of his very early issues um, of her posing for something else that she wasn't posing for him, then made a shit ton of money out of it. And then um, later on in 1992, he spent $75,000 to purchase the crypt beside her. Um, He says, I'm a believer in things symbolic. Spending eternity next to Marilyn is too sweet to pass up. In 2017, Hefner was buried next to Marilyn. Yuck. And I hope if there is an afterlife, she's just there giving him the cold shoulder (laughs) for the rest of eternity. That dude's going to hell for sure. He's disgusting, yeah. Yeah. She was a massive advocate um, for civil rights while in foster care. One of Marilyn's foster parents worked as a mail carrier in a predominantly black area, um, which biographers said contributed to her progressive views on race. Um, On the set of All About Eve in 1950, she was warned to hide politically radical books she was reading. Um, And the politically radical books would have been like all men are created equal. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So when Marilyn married Arthur Miller, Marilyn became even more politically involved. In 1960, she became a founding member of the Hollywood branch of the Committee for Sane Nuclear Policy and was elected as an associate delegate to Connecticut's Democratic Caucus. Um, She also shared support for the the civil rights movement. So for someone who was, you know, portrayed as someone who was a dumb blonde... 
she's not, not only was she progressive yeah um she was elected in all these positions because people thought that not only did she have a voice but they're not just going to elect someone who's going to say dumb shit right yeah. either yeah. um so i'm going to say one other thing before i move on to the last point that i have to make um she loved to read she had over 400 books in her home she once said that when she was bored she would go to a local bookstore to pass the time nice. i just open books at random this is her quoting i just open books at random or when i come to a page or paragraph i like i buy that book she said wow. it's been alleged that at the time of her death she was reading harper lee's to kill a mockingbird oh. um and have you read that yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love Such that book. book. Um, and Captain Newman, MD, a book based on the life of her psychiatrist. Oh, wow. Um, so when she died in 1962, she left 25% of her assets to her psychiatrist, Dr. Marion Chris, um, with the caveat that it would be used for the furtherance of the work of such psychiatric in a psychiatric institution or a group as she shall elect. Mm. Um, her portion of the estate was transferred to the Anna Freud Centre in London where the funds were used to help children struggling with their mental health. Well, that girl. I love that for her. So what were Marilyn Monroe's last words? So according to her, according to a biographer, one of Marilyn's last phone conversations occurred with her hairdresser, Sydney Gilleroth, at 9.30pm on August 4th. The actress reportedly told him that Bobby Kennedy had come to her home earlier in the day and threatened her. However, Kennedy's visit has been disputed as his attorney told reporters that he was in Northern California with his family the entire weekend. Oh. That's lucky. Yeah. Well, I think it's bullshit. Who's gonna who's gonna prove them wrong after the fact? Like you know, yeah. it's not. There's no mobile records of your mobile pinging off a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no camera. Tower. There's no yeah. camera. CCTV. Um, CCTV around to just you know, yeah. it just needed a couple of people to cooperate, and that was it. Yeah. Um. So Peter Lawford, an actor who was married to socialite and Kennedy sister Pat Lawford, also allegedly spoke to Marilyn on the same day. The actor invited Munro to join the couple for dinner and when Munro did not arrive, he called her again explaining that she was despondent about career. He called her again explaining that during that conversation she was despondent about career and personal issues. He says that in slurred speech, Munro told him that she was tired and would not be coming to dinner. Then as her voice became less audible, she told him, say goodbye to Pat say goodbye to Jack, President Kennedy, and say goodbye to yourself because you're a nice guy. And that was the last time anyone spoke to her. He later admitted that he had a gut feeling something was wrong and he still blames himself for not going to her home oh, bless. to check on her. Goodbye, Norma Jean. Do you know her last um, appearance, like her last time she performed anything was, can you guess what it was? That concert that he was at. Happy birthday, Mr. Uh, President. Mr. President. Wow. Yeah, that was her last public appearance. What a nice song tribute for her to have to her, though, Candle in the Wind. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. I love that song. I love Elton John. I love him so much. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do too. him one time too. Well, you can do him. It's not my time. But 
but no, I know. I know what you mean. And that's the other thing, like with Elton John's song, Candle in the Wind, when you listen to the words of it, it's such a tribute to her. It's such a heartfelt, fucking beautiful song about, you know, people come out of the woodwork and they whisper your name. I, yeah, honestly, my so heart sad. breaks for her. Like, I just think she was a beautiful soul that people constantly took advantage of. Yes. And she didn't deserve any of it. She just wanted to be loved and appreciated for her beautiful spirit. And people just constantly took advantage of her because she wasn't strong of, you know, mind. Yeah. To be able to say, no, but fuck I think, you. I think too as well, she was quite a strong woman that knew how to work the system to get her to get to where she wanted to get to. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's because back in those days, you also slept with oh, a lot of people to get where yeah. you were. Of course, yeah. All right, so I'm going to do Brooke Hudson, please. So, Rock Hudson, who was born as Roy Harold Scherer Jr., was born on the 17th of November 1925, so he was Scorpio, and he died on the 2nd of October 1985, which is Vinny's birthday. Obviously, Vinny was five at the time, but Rock was only 59 years old at the time of his death. He was a baby. I remember my mum saying to me back in the day when she used to make me watch old movies, you know, he had AIDS, you know, it, he came out and he had lovers and, and his choices like ultimately killed him and he was such a legend in yeah. film. And my mum was devastated over it. She loved yeah. him. She had a massive crush on him for years and years and years and was just so sad when he died. Yeah, and I know. And it's funny like when they say like, you know, his choices and, and stuff like that and like he was just having sex with men and it was the whole AIDS conspiracy. Anyway. As your mum said, he was one of the most popular movie stars of his time, with a screen career spanning more than three decades. A prominent heartthrob in the golden age of Hollywood. He, he was achieved, gorgeous. He fucking was, gorgeous. He achieved stardom with his role in Magnificent Obsession in 1954, followed by All That Heaven Allows and Giant. Giant is considered his most successful acting movie have you seen any of his films again i have not have you no i i think mum made me watch a few when i was little but i don't remember which ones i watched but i feel like giant's a big one that i giant kind is of... a big one yes and i don't know if i covered this later or if i took it out of my notes but it ends up being that's the role that he most loved and the movie mm. he most loved doing mm. and he also received a nomination for academy award for best actor for that role Hudson also found continued success with a string of romantic comedies co-starring Doris Day. Mm -hmm. So he did three movies with her, Pillow Talk, Love a Comeback, and Send Me That Flowers in this um, late 50s, early 60s. He gets a number of other big roles, of course, but unhappy with the film scripts he was offered, Hudson then turned to television and was a hit starring in the popular mystery series Macmillan and Wife for six years <laughs> and his last role was as a guest star on the fifth season in the mid 80s of the primetime abc soap opera, opera dynasty Ooh, i didn't know that stop mm. it until an aids related illness made it impossible for him to continue in that role and then they cured it later on. Well, they haven't cured it. No, but they made it a livable disease. A livable disease, yes. So although discreet... A livable illness. Yes. 
although discreet regarding his sexual orientation during those days, which, as we know, those days weren't good for the gays or people no. of colour or women, really, or anyone <laughs> who was considered different. It wasn't a white man. <laughs> yeah, a straight white man. It was a known fact among amongst Hudson's colleagues in the film industry that he was a gay man. In 1984, Hudson was diagnosed with AIDS. The following year, he became one of the first celebrities to disclose his AIDS diagnosis. Hudson was the first major celebrity to die from AIDS-related illnesses. There's actually a, um, a Ryan Murphy series on Netflix called Hollywood. Have you seen it? Is that one that came out maybe about three or four years ago? Yeah, maybe about two, three years ago, yeah. I didn't know it was based on true events. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's actually, the, so the miniseries is about a group of aspiring actors and filmmakers during the Hollywood golden mm. age in the post-World War II era. I know the one, the guy is really good looking. The main guy is really good yes. looking. Is he yeah. supposed to be Rock Hudson? So they, these guys on. are trying to make their dream come true. It's um, It's a good series. I enjoyed it. It's obviously Ryan's take on it all but there's a character in it who portrays Rock Hudson and it goes into the whole racial, homophobic, misogynic issue, issues that were present back in those days. Not saying that they aren't still present today, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It shows how Rock has a relationship with his agent who was played by Jim Parsons, who's Sheldon in The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. So he's a total creep and it's meant to be based on factual stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exaggerated loosely, loosely. Um, but he's totally out to watch as the guy is playing like rock walks in on the day when he's sort of doing his audition or meeting his agent for the first time mm-hmm. he does a few lines he's like right now take your pants down and i'm gonna suck your cock <laughs> that's what Jim Parsons' character says to him his agent he's like what and he's like i know you're a fairy just take him down i'll suck your cock otherwise you're not being a part of this basically you're not going to make it and it's a bit romanticised as well, the series, I guess, mm. especially the ending of it all. It sort of ends up being a fairy tale take. Because there's on. a whole love story too, isn't there, between like the main characters where they're, it's like they mm. can't be together. Yes. But Because there's a black girl in it as well, isn't there? There's a black girl who um, wants to be taken as a serious actress, but she yep. has to play roles very similar to the Marilyn Monroe thing, mm. um, but she has to play roles of like, oh, mammy, I'm so sorry, you know, that was yeah. uh, So she was like a maid or, yes, exactly. um, yeah, like the bit character that comes in, but she was stunningly beautiful and she should have been like. comedy relief. And, but she she should have been like a, like a star in her own right. Yes, and there's actually, they also reference this thing where there's an Asian actress who is an exceptional actress and she plays somebody in Uncle Tom's Cabin which is a big movie back from the day. I think it's Uncle Tom's Cabin. Cabin. But, um, and she doesn't get nominated for an award because she's an Asian woman, mm. but, like, she's phenomenal. And I think it may also touch on the um, lady who got nominated for Gone with the Wind, who played the mammy. And she, um, she wasn't actually allowed to attend the academy awards at first mm. they went because she was black but then she ends up getting a seat but it's like right outside the theater and or right at the top or something it's terrible any hurt 
but yeah, the ending's a bit romanticized, like if we were in a perfect world. It's mm-hmm. something obviously that doesn't happen, but Brian's take on how it should happen if there was no fucking um, what do you call it? Not racism, like fucking. It's his, his utopia, like it's his like his utopia separate exactly. world. Yeah, if this was the perfect his alternate world, universe. Yes, this is what would happen at the end. And so it's good and it's quite sad to watch because you wish that would happen at the end, but obviously it doesn't. Well, I, I hate to interrupt you, but do you remember when you were doing the, the um, Stonewall Riots and yes. I said to you there was this book that I read and it was by Taylor Jenkins Reid and I've read a bunch of hers and I actually am looking at it right now on my bookcase and I'm going to give it to you when I see you, but it's based on that whole thing where the woman en- ends up being like she's a superstar, she's like a Marilyn Monroe superstar yeah. Um. And she ends up, you know, marrying all these dead shits, and horrible things happen to her. And then she ends up falling in love with. She mar- She ends up marrying her like um, like what do you call it? The person who books them and stuff like that. Her. Uh, the agent. The agent. Yeah. He's gay, Manager. and he lives this whole life where he pretends that he's not gay. Um. And then she ends up falling in love with one of her co-stars, who's a woman. So they both have oh, this wow. whole like, Secret but they lifestyle. all have to marry each other to, to make out they're like they're normal. not gay because they're superstars. Yeah. And they yeah. can't live in the and it's based in the fifties. And you will love it. Mm, I'm very intrigued. Yes. I, I I'm going to give it to you. I'll br- I'll bring it next weekend. Thank you. I look forward to it. Um, so the end is much different in Hollywood as to how it went down in real life, especially back then. But fun fact, do you know that the Hollywood sign in Los Angeles, it used to actually say Hollywood land. So it was all a real estate marketing ploy, that whole Hollywood sign. And it used to say Hollywood land. And it was a way to try and get people to buy Real estate Land. in fucking Hollywood and I LA. did not know that. Oh my yeah. god, stop it! Yeah, so it's obviously now it's iconic and a landmark, and it's not going anywhere. But that's something that you learn in the series. And there's actually a murder mystery called Hollywood Land. Anyway, Hudson's early life was a bit rough. His dad abandoned his family after he lost his job. His parents divorced when he was four years old. Then his mum goes on to marry another guy that Rock despised. And without his consent, his new stepfather adopts him. So that would have sucked for him if he didn't want to fucking change, because he ends up having to change his last name to the new name and all that shit. That marriage also ends up in a bit of divorce for his mum. As a teen, he worked as an usher in the cinemas, which is how he developed his interest in acting. He tried out for roles in various school plays, but never won a role because he had issues remembering his lines. Oh, no, hang on. I have heard this, actually, about him not being able to remember his lines. Marilyn Monroe was the same. She was terrible at being able to learn her lines. Yeah, so he he could, he had an issue with his lines and the fact that he'd always forget them. And it's something that does continue to occur throughout his early acting career and his later acting career, too. After school, he joined the Navy during World War II. Oh, God. And after being discharged, he moved to L.A. with his biological father, to pursue an acting career. He has a few odd jobs there and he applies to enroll in Southern California's dramatics program, but was rejected due to his poor grades. So he sends his, ends up sending a picture of himself to a talent scout, Henry Wilson, who Jim Parsons portrays in that miniseries. 
Get down takes, and let me suck a dick. Get your cock out. Who takes him on as a client and changes his name to Rock Hudson, which later in life, Rock actually confesses he hates the name. I think it's a cool as shit name, it though. Is. Do you know where the name came from? No. So it was coined by combining the Rock of Gibraltar and the Hudson River. And guessing it's trying to show strength or something, you know, two strong things. That's how that's how the name. That's all the about. all the characters that he played was like this strong, proper yes. dude. Yeah. How awful it must have been for him to play someone who wasn't him at all. Like exactly, and that's probably why he hated it too, because it didn't represent who he felt like he was. He would then go on to name his independent film production company Gibraltar, Gibraltar Productions years later. Talk about persistence and following your dreams, so hey, and never giving up. Like he didn't get a single role in his high school play. He didn't get into dramatics, the dramatic school because of his grades, but he still knew what he wanted to do and he never It's like us with the podcast. (laughs) We're never giving up. (laughs) Mark our words. (laughs) Mark. Mark me. (laughs) He continues to get roles um, throughout his career as the leading man and starts acting in then starts acting in action roles and also Western movies as well. Oh, I'm thinking Bruce Willis right now. (laughs) Oh, bless. Did you know that um, Rock Hudson starred in a musical with Julie Andrews? No, I love Julie Andrews. I know, me too, but I also did not know that. Um, And it was called Darling Lily in 1970. So as previously stated, please, he moves My into... nan would know that if I asked her. She'd know all that. Uh, she'd your know mum every... probably would too. Uh, yeah, my nan would know anything about Rock Hudson. She'd be able to tell you lots well. of things. So as previously stated, he moves into television in the 70s and held a solid career in that format. He is a heavy. He was a heavy drinker and smoker, mm-hmm. which ends up yes. catching up with him. He has a heart attack in 1981, which results in him having an emergency quintuple heart bypass surgery so that's all chambers but why was he a heavy drinker as well because he was constantly having to suppress his real Internal personality and... and yeah trying to put on the front and mm-hmm. yeah he does continue to act in tv roles and makes guest appearances in a few series including as i said dynasty his remembering of lines was always an issue and he would need cue cards to help that out. But it was, I love that. <laughs> but it was during his time in dentistry that his speech began to visibly deteriorate. So he was due to appear for the entire second half of the show's fifth season. However, his progressing ill health became so much of an issue that his character was abruptly written out of the show. So they end up killing him off, but off screen, bless While his career developed, Hudson and his agent, Henry Wilson, kept the actor's personal life out of the headlines. Not the guy who said, you know, pull your pants down. Yeah, yeah, his agent, same one. The same one, so the same one, so he stuck with him the whole time. Yeah, because he was was a leading agent at the time who made a lot of people famous and he sucked a lot of dick. (laughs) Um, Not Hudson, the Wilson guy. So they tried to keep his, and he knew he had money in this guy, Rock, yeah. so they yeah, wanted yeah. to keep his personal life out of the headlines. So in 1955, Confidential Magazine threatened to publish an expose about Hudson's secret homosexuality in 1955. Wilson stalled this by disclosing information about two of his other clients. Wilson provided information about Rory Calhoun's year and years mm-hmm. in prison 
and the arrest of Tab Hunter at a party in 1950. I actually knew that. I knew mm. that bit. They, I'm pretty sure they touch on that in Hollywood as well. So Tab Hunter was also another closeted gay too. So according to some colleagues, Hudson's homosexuality activity was well known in Hollywood throughout his career. Mm, And former co-stars Julie Andrews, Mia Farrow, Elizabeth Taylor and Susan St. James claimed that they knew of his homosexuality and they kept Hudson's secret for him, as Mm. did friends Audrey Hepburn and Carol Burnett. And I fucking Mm. love that. I love that that solidarity, like these are obviously women who didn't, who knew that it was no fucking issue, didn't give a fuck. And I love that so many of those gals are actually now gay icons as well. Not for that, but the gays just love them in their own right. So I but love do you that. know what it is as well? It's about the fact that they were all manipulated and mm. like all of their careers were just taken over by men. Yep. And, you know, so at the end of the day, they were just like, you know what, we've got to band together, guys. Like we've got to support each other because exactly. everyone's just taking complete advantage of us. We're trying and to just making live our dreams. millions of dollars off us. Yep. Yeah, And, like, they're taking our talent and using it for themselves and let's fucking look out for each other. Yes, and that's it. Like, and correct me if I'm wrong, dear listeners, but there's not one straight white male or any straight male in that group that were protecting Hudson's identity too. I love that. Mm. Go girls and guys. (laughs) So soon after (laughs) the confidential incident, Hudson marries Wilson's secretary, his agent secretary, Phyllis Gates. Mm-hmm. Gates later wrote that she dated Hudson for several months, lived with him for two months before his surprise marriage proposal, and then married Hudson out of love and not, as it was reported later, to present an ex- to prevent an expose of Hudson's sexual past. I'm sure that he could have charmed the shit off her too because... You know, she would have been like, "What? I'm a secretary, and this is like some movie star." Major like. movie star, yeah, exactly. So, press coverage of the wedding quoted Hudson, Hudson as saying, "When I count my blessings, my marriage tops the list." Gates filed for divorce after three years, inciting mental cruelty as a reason. Hudson did not consent the divorce, did not contest the divorce, and Gates received alimony of two hundred and fifty dollars per week for ten years. She never ends up remarrying. According to the biography, Rock Hudson... She was a casualty, wasn't she? She was a casualty of the whole industry and... And I think she knew. She knew what her role was. Maybe. Unfortunately. Um, But according to the biography, Rock Hudson, his story, which came out in 1986 by Hudson and Sarah Davidson, Hudson was good friends with novelist Armistead Morpin. You know who oh, he stop. is, do yes, you Yes, know? I do. Yes, yes, yes. Tales of the City. Tales of the City and the Nightless Nippleth. So he, he states that the two had a brief fling. The book also names um, a number of Hudson's lovers. None of the names were people I'd heard of, so I'm not going to really... I'm not going to name them because they just mean nothing to me and you probably. <laughs> but one of you them... You mean nothing! <laughs> But one of them sued the Hudson estate after he passed for the naming of him and won. I don't know how much they won, though. In 2005, Bob Hoffler published a biography on Hudson's agent, Henry Wilson, titled The Man Who Invented Rock Hudson. He told The Village Voice, which is, I'm pretty sure is a gay newspaper in um, America, 
that Phyllis Gapes attempted to blackmail Hudson, so this is his ex-wife, about his homosexual activities. The LGBT news magazine, The Advocate, published an article by Hoffler who claimed that Gates was actually a lesbian who believed from the beginning of their relationship that Hudson was gay. An urban legend also states that Hudson married a man named Jim Narbers in the early 1970s. I googled him. His face is semi-familiar, but that's it. <laughs> he was another actor who starred, he was another actor of the time, and he starred in the Andy Griffiths show. Do you remember, you've heard of that? Jim Carrey plays the guy, is it Andy Griffiths? Is who he plays, yeah. So he starred in the Andy Griffiths show named as a character called Goma Pyle. Mm. And he ends up getting his own spin-off from it. And he appears in a heap of other variety shows, including Dean Martin's and Carol Burnett's. So he was very famous in his day, this guy that, was alleged to um, the urban legend about Rock Hudson having a marriage with. Not only was same-sex marriage not recognised under the laws of any American oh, state God. at the time. That was a long time ago. It took him a long time to even get anywhere to get close that. to that. Exactly. Um, but at least publicly, Hudson and Narbers were nothing more than friends. According oh. to Hudson, the legend originated with a group of, mid and this is a quote, middle-aged homosexuals who live in Huntington Beach, who sent out joke in invitations for their annual get-together. One year, the group invited its members to witness, quote, the marriage of Rock Hudson and Jim Narbers, at which Hudson would take the surname of Narbers' character, Goma Pyle, and become Rock Pyle. The joke was in the mainstream by this time, and in, 19, in October 1972, an edition of Mad Magazine released an article titled, When Watching Television, You Can Be Sure of Seeing, dot, dot, dot. And the gossip columnist, Rona Boring, states, and there isn't a grain of truth to the vicious rumour that movie and TV star Rock Hud's Rock E-Man and singer Jim Nelly were secretly married. Rock and Jim are just good buddies. I repeat, they are not married. They're not going steady. Those who failed to get the joke spread the rumour, and as a result, Hudson and Narbers never spoke to each other again. So they had to end their friendship because of all these rumours that were going around about the two of them. Although he was raised a Roman Catholic, Hudson later identified as an atheist. A week before Hudson oh, died... Oh, I wonder why. Yeah, I died. <laughs> a week before Hudson died, his publicist, Tom Clark, asked a priest to visit him, and Hudson made a confession, received communion, and was administered, administered his last rites. It's funny, though, like, you know, like, in the end, when shit's, when you know you're on death's door or something like that, you do turn to some faith, don't you, even if you're an atheist. You just want to... He became an atheist because he wasn't accepted in any oh, fucking totally. type of religion. Totally. And then at the end of the day, he's the religion that he was brought up with, he had to go out with something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I think I think that happens on your deathbed too. Like even as an atheist, um, you just you just don't want to believe that's it. And then you're scared. So you yeah. just that's why you seek your absolution and but what you know, about people who have no religious background at all, who never believe it from the beginning? They don't have anything to grab hold of. But I, I totally... Like, oh, I don't I think, know. See, I think even people who have no religious background or anything like that when they're on their deathbed would still probably look up and, you know, want their last rites written, um, read to them or something just in case. 
I know I would, but I have I have a religious background. Oh, you do. You do not eat um, any red meat on Good Friday. <laughs> I talk to God all the time. I go like, "Hey, stop." Hey, Jay. <laughs> We're mates. Why are you dogging me right now, bro? Hook <laughs> a sister up. <laughs> so he was first diagnosed with HIV in June of '84. Just three years after the, worst the emergence. Time. The mm-hmm. worst time. The worst time. Yeah, yeah. He it was just three years after the emergence of the first cluster oh. of the symptomatic patients in the US, and just one year after the discovery that HIV led to AIDS. He, of course, keeps his secret and continues to work. And there the was tra- no coming back from that. As soon as they knew that you had it, it was straight away. There's only one way you can get it. Yes. It's from being a homosexual. Yes, I know. That's why there's so many conspiracy theories about how it came around. But um, he does travel the world trying to seek a cure or a treatment that would at least slow down the disease. Some controversy broke out after his announcement in relation to a scene that he was in for Dallas. And he shares in the scene, he shared a long kiss with an actress. He knew he had AIDS at the time, but he didn't inform the actress. So oh he cops a lot God. of he cops a lot of flack for that because at the time it was thought that the low level of the you virus can pass it on by kissing were, pre- were present in saliva and tears, which it isn't. The actress in question, Linda Evans, wasn't angry at Hudson at all. I know who Linda Evans is. She's in Models Inc. too. I know who Linda Evans is. Oh, she. Yeah, but but it did create yeah yeah. She's old as shit. And, and do you remember Models Inc. was the spin-off from Melrose Place? She was the chick ah, who, um, yes. so she was the boss of it all, the older lady who was the boss of it all. That's Linda Evans. I'm Googling the bitch now. Yeah, Google it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Know who sense. I'm talking about? Yeah, and I can see a picture of her from um, when she was in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Dynasty, Dynasty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So That's she that wasn't, bitch. She wasn't angry at him at all for the situation. So she obviously had her head screwed on. Um, but it did create some panic in the industry and scripts were being rewritten to eliminate kissing scenes and that the year, that year, the Guild, the Actors Guild, issued rules that actors were to be notified in advance of any open-mouth kissing scenes and could refuse to participate, to participate in such scenes without penalty. However, Hudson was so widely loved, his admission to being an AIDS victim actually changed a lot of people's attitudes about mm, the mm, about the um, mm. syndrome. For his contribution to the movie motion picture industry, Hudson was given a star on the Hollywood, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Following his death, Elizabeth Taylor, who was his co-star in the film Giant, mm. purchased a bronze plaque, bronze plaque for Hudson on the West Hollywood Memorial Walk. In 2002, I know I love her. She's such a boss. I love her. In 2002, a Golden Palm star on the Palm Springs Walk of Stars was also dedicated to him. So I'm going to end my my, um, story with a few fun facts about Rock. During his uh, career, he was a conservative Republican. That's also a a way to shadow the fact that he's gay and progressive. Being a Republican back in those days is probably a little bit different to what it means right now, though. Well, he was still a conservative Republican. And I don't know. I don't know. I think it was still like Democrats were always still considered quite back then John F. Kennedy, you know, like Mm, freedom mm, fighters. mm. He was born in 
Winnetka, Winnetka, Illinois, which was mm. roughly 16 miles from Chicago. The town is still even small today with a population of roughly 12,400 people. Mm. So it came from quite a small town. Mm. Before Ruck Hudson signed a contract with Warner Brothers, he had no acting training whatsoever. They took interest in him regardless because of his look, I'd imagine. Mm, and gorgeous. with his contract, the company also supplied Hudson with acting classes. He still so, couldn't remember his lines, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> so to his bi- biographer, Sarah Davidson, the one that did the biography with him, mm-hmm. with whom he had co-authored his biography, Rock stated that his one true love was Lee Garlington, a man that he had been in relationship with for several years during the 60s. Garlington only found out that Rock Hudson called him his one true love after his death. Oh, stop it. I know. So Lee Garlington stated to People magazine, and this is the quote, oh, I've got goosebumps. I broke down and cried. I had no idea I meant that much to him. Why didn't he tell me? Fortunately, there has been significant progress in Hollywood and beyond. It's just too bad that Rock didn't live long enough to see our culture evolve. Hudson did not have the opportunity to live the life, his life the way he wanted to, and he had to go around hiding. He'd be elated by how much has changed. I remember mm. how handsome he was and what a great time we had together. He was the kindest man I'd ever met. I'm covered oh. from head to toe in his palms. <laughs> He couldn't even see right now how much things have evolved. Yeah, that he could actually be free. Although, you know, there's still a lot of fucking. I know, I know this. Movie stars that are still playing it straight, I'd imagine, and sports stars and musicians, and because of how much it affected. But he would have had, if he was determined. There's a lot more empowerment now that you can be the person that you want to be if you truly want to be. Exactly. It still comes with a with a A price price. tag. He could have at least sort of had the illusion that. Maybe I'm gay, maybe I'm straight, who knows? And created intrigue through that. Harry I think Styles. he would have just worn it well anyway. Like, I think he, if, if it was in this day and age, he would not have even lied about it in any way. He would just be like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, he had Especially he tried. After, yeah. Like, if everyone already knew who he was, like, at least he, he didn't hide it. They just, the, the people made him hide it. Like, yeah, the course. industry the, made the him machine. hide it, but he didn't they... hide it because everyone knew. The institution, yeah. So, before he was a household name, Hudson decided to get surgery on his vocal cords in order to simulate Ooh. a deeper voice. He and his agents thought it would add to his star power, but sadly, the surgery prevented him from learning to sing. Now, I've seen this in a couple of places on the web, including his IMDb page, but he does sing and is in musicals, so I'm not sure mm. what they mean here. Maybe he couldn't like, ah, and he just had to sing like, it's a long time. Yeah, but that's that a, type that, of way. And that's the type of thing that they expected from straight men too, like not singing like, ah. Passionate, like yeah. Like if you sang like, ah. It was like, no, we don't want that from you. Yeah, we want yeah. you to be like a hetero man who sings like... Sings and talks. Rock's, Rock Hudson was known for his good looks. He was the epitome of a heartthrob. And a lot of that came from his height. Did you know how tall he may have been? No, I'm going to say he's like one... Um, one foot. One point. <laughs> no, I'm going to say like um, in terms of centimetres because I only really know one uh, centimetres. I'm going to say he's like um, 198 centimetres. That could actually be 
very close to this because I know which is pretty tall because I'm 160. Well, 182 centimeters is six foot two or six foot. And is that tall? How many? Well, that's me. How many centimeters is? So what did you say? 198. Okay, so it was actually 193 centimeters. He was six foot four, and I'm. I'm meant to be six foot two, six foot one, six foot two. So another three inches on top of me. So Rock Hudson had a beloved Beverly's man- Beverly Hills mansion, which he called the castle. And he lived there up until his death. Hudson was proud of his home and took many personal pictures of it. Quite apt of a name, given that Rock was known as the King of Hollywood. He mm, used to have pool parties there where he'd invite a hand-picked assortment of handsome, youthful males to attend and frolic about <laughs> the pool. Oh, you would have been invited for sure. <laughs> I would have been fucking sat next to Rock going, yes, no, no, yes, no, 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 yes, yes. Let's swim. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> bathe. <laughs> when Hudson landed his first role in a 1948 film, Fighter Squadron, it was not the greatest, it was not with the greatest amount of ease. Hudson reportedly had to complete 38 takes to to deliver his line for the film correctly. (laughs) A line. And he had to do 38 (laughs) takes. He may have had some first movie jitters, but luckily it was this uncredited role that got Hudson his contract with Warner Brothers. Lucky he was hot, right? It was like super hot. And they were like, it's okay, baby, you'll get it. We'll teach you. In 1952, he got the chance to meet with Queen Elizabeth II, please, while he was in London. So did Marilyn. Yes. Oh, did she? Yeah, she did. I don't think the Queen was a fan. And last but not least, least rock hudson requested that no funeral be held when he died his body was cremated and a cenotaph was established at forest lawn cemetery in cathedral city california his ashes were scattered in the channel between wilmington and santa santa catalina island rest in paradise rocky ruru and marilyn Murmo. i'm fine i think that's really sad it is, but it's it's also great to know that they had such staunch, this is me, I'm actually not, like Rock Hudson, even though he hid his private life, he still continued on as a gay man and all that jazz. Do you He's know an what icon. I mean? He's an icon. Marilyn Monroe, even though she knew she was playing ditzy blondes, she worked it to her own um, benefit in making sure she became a star because of that. And it was everybody else who fucked her up and just brought her down. And she should have been amazing in a time when women should be celebrated. She'd be the the Reese with the spoon of today if Mm. she was able to get away with it. The fucking Alicia Silverstone. Well, Alicia Silverstone is not that famous. No, true. Reese. We'll (laughs) go with Reese. No, we'll go with Drew Barrymore. Reese is like, eh. Oh, she's she's got the was able to play those roles of a ditzy blonde, but still as a fucking absolute power woman. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of some of our fave icons from the big screen and little screen. Tune in next week as we go back in time, which has some murderous undertones from royalty who take... <laughs> <laughs> Mouth! <laughs>
<laughs> from royalty who take their position of power a little bit too far. Like, share and subscribe to your heart's content then get on your friend's phone and do the same for them. Sharing is caring plus and remember if you're whining you're winning. Good night stupid bitches. Good night stupid bitches. Good night. Yeah that stupid bitch. Mm -hmm. He's a stupid bitch. What a stupid bitch. That stupid bitch. Hold it. Hang on.